of the conditioning exercises. How do you feel? Physical fitness experts suggest that you might find these warm-up exercises strenuous enough for the present. If this is so, use only the warm-up exercises until they require only a minimum of effort. Got that? Okay, good. This is WCBN-FM Ann Arbor. Office box, a box of chocolates. Would I know to stay away? What's that? Hand off his box, a box of chocolates. Would I eat them anyway? Cause every time I have half a mind to leave you, babe, that means I have half a mind to stay. It's Pandora's Lunchbox on WCBN-FM Ann Arbor. Good evening, it's Mike. And Pandora's Lunchbox is a show about food and culture every Thursday evening at 6.30. Feeling a little bit lazy today, probably because it's warm and humid. It's the 4th of July. I worked earlier today, but all the brain cells were almost completely cleared out of my head. And the last show on WCBN pretty much cleared them. Clear free. I got not able speaking because not brain have any left. So let's get to it. This is a show about food and culture, and it is the 4th of July. Mint julep, you see, original. See, here we go. Are you ready for me to speak? I think I am. Mint julep originated in the southern U.S., probably during the 18th century. U.S. Senator Henry Clay introduced the drink to Washington, D.C at the Round Robin Bar in the famous Willard Hotel during his residence in the city. Why am I telling you this? Because I feel like a mint julep right now. And this this being an all-American day, which is all about America, which, as someone once said on July 4th, is self-evident. What better way to start the show than one mint julep by this all-American man, Wolfman Jack? You know, when I was a kid, man, I used to go out early in the morning... Early in the morning, find me a little, little jelly bean, you know. <laughs> then take them back and show them my juleps, baby. One early morning, as I was walking, I met a woman and started talking. I took her home for a few minutes, you know. But all I had was my. 
can sing like Wolfman Jack. I ask you that. Wolfman Jack and One Mint Julep should have been a number one hit all over the world, but it wasn't. It uh, That's from 1975. On this day, we celebrate the origins of things. We gave you a little bit on the origin of the mint julep in America. Now a little bit on, well, once again, what could be more American than a holy mackerel? Recorded from 1803, says Wiccationary. <laughs> With uncertain origin, though, but possibly a euphemism for Holy Mary, with mackerel being a nickname for Catholics because they ate the fish on Fridays. Hey, he ate the fish. Another suggested explanation is the practice of selling mackerel on Sundays in the 17th century because its quality deteriorates rapidly, so it was known as holy fish. I don't follow that, but there you go. Here is a pronunciation for you in case... You weren't sure how to say it. Wiktionary provides this pronunciation. Holy mackerel. Here we go, one more time. Holy mackerel. Yeah, that really captures the spirit of it. Holy mackerel. Everybody, one, two, three. Holy mackerel. Okay. How do I feel American now? Here we go. Here's, uh, here's this. Lord, we pray. Give us this day our daily bread. Every week it costs the meat another arm and leg. Lord, we pray the American way. Cut us a break. Who can believe in the lottery? A lady love. 
It's the Bears, or it was the Bears in 1988, and from their album Rise and Shine, that's Holy Mac. I guess they didn't have the copyrights to say Mac Earl. I'm not really sure why they called it just Holy Mac, but there it is. Adrian Ballou is in that group. And now, in fairness and in equal opportunity of uh, points of view here, we've talked about some things that may have originated in America Now, strawberry shortcake, you know, you can put some blueberries on it and it's red, white, and blue. So there you go. But the place of origin of that is the United Kingdom. The shortcake, the earliest recipe for shortcake is an English cookbook from 1588. Strawberry shortcake, of course, is a widely known dessert made with shortcake. And so that's that's a pretty big one. Though today's shortcakes are usually of the biscuit or sponge cake variety, says Wikipedia, earlier American recipes called for pie crust in rounds or broken up pieces, which is a variety still being enjoyed in the 21st century, particularly in the South. The first strawberry shortcake recipe, as I mentioned, appeared in an English cookbook as early as 1588, according to Driscoll's Berry Growers. By 1850, strawberry shortcake was a well-known biscuit and fruit dessert served hot with butter and sweetened cream. In the United States, strawberry shortcake parties were held as celebrations of the summer fruit harvest. This tradition is upheld in some parts of the United States on June 14th, which is, of course, Strawberry Shortcake Day. It wasn't until 1910 that French pastry chefs replaced the topping with heavy whipped cream. Okay, now I'm hungry. Take me. 
there it is now. That Did that whet your appetite, or did it actually sate your appetite? That is Strawberry Shortcake by Jay and the Techniques from 1966. Their really big hit was Apples, Peaches, Pumpkin Pie. That was a minor top 40 hit that came afterwards, but still pretty tasty, I'd say, and, and fits the summer and the all-American mood, wouldn't you say? It's Pandora's Lunchbox. It's quarter to seven, and Face the Music is coming up at seven. For goodness sakes, do not miss that. WCBN is what we are in Ann Arbor, online at wcbn.org, and you can go to our website, wcbn.org, to see what songs I've just played. You can see what our shows are through the week and other things. Now, as for the term hot dog as an exclamation, going here to worddetective.com, Hot dog had been slang for the long sausage sandwiches we know as hot dogs since at least 1895, and the term had nothing to do with dachshunds. After years of dogged research, hello, the indefatigable etymologist, which I should say three times fast, indefatigable etymologist Barry Popick, proved that hot dog originated as college slang, apparently first at Yale, as a sardonic reference to the then-popular belief that hot dogs contained actual dog meat. Wow. Such rumors were not entirely irrational, says here, since in 1843 there had been a major scandal in New York City when dogs and other unconventional meats were discovered in a meatpacking plant. By the late 1850s, the dog meat in sausage rumor was widespread in the U.S. and proved so hearty that 60 years later, in 1913, the Coney Island Chamber of Commerce forbade vendors from using the term hot dogs for their wares. But the actual consumers of hot dogs continued to use the name, and hot dogs certified Fido-free remain one of America's favorite foods, but not with dog meat in them. That would make me mad. me for granted all of the time to teach him a lesson and make him mad i went out on a date with the best friend he had that made him mad boy hot dog that made him mad and he hugged me and he kissed me and he asked me not to do it again oh late last night when i came in he demanded to know just where I'd been But I really put him right in his place Instead of an answer I laughed in his face That made him mad, boy Hot dog that made him mad So he hugged me and he kissed me And he asked me not to do it again That he would leave Well, you should have seen him Was his face red When I laughed and told him Just go right ahead That made him mad, boy Hot dog That made him mad So he hugged me And he kissed me And he asked me Not to do it again Well, 
the moral is to play it cool. Let your guy know you're nobody's fool when he gets the thinking. You're all his own. Let him know that you can take him or leave him alone. That makes him mad, boy. Hot dog, that makes him mad. And he'll hug you and he'll kiss you and he'll ask you not to do it again. Yeah, he'll hug you and he'll kiss you. He'll squeeze you and he'll please you. And he'll ask you not. To do it again. There it is. There she, there she is. Where was I? Wanda Jackson and Hot Dog That Made Him Mad from her album Rockin' with Wanda. You should check out the Go Cat Go Rockabilly Show on WCBN every Tuesday night. Go Cat Go, the Rockabilly Show with Del Villarreal. Tuesday nights, you can check out our schedule, like I was saying earlier, at WCBN.org. This All-American Day is all about America. As I said earlier, this is self-evident, as someone once said on July 4th, and that's why I said it again. So, this is an event coming up on Wednesday in Detroit, I think you might like to know about. It's the Earthwork Detroit Music Festival. Proceeds will benefit the Detroit Black Community Food Security Network. This is Wednesday from 1 to 9 p.m. at the DeQuinder Cut Greenway at Lafayette and St. Aubin, featuring music by Nick Road, sorry, Nick Love Road's Experience, Will C., Spirits Rising, Seth Bernard, I believe Sari Brown. Yes, Sari Brown will be performing at the festival as well. Former Ann Arbor resident hasn't performed in this area for a while, but she will be performing there. This is the Earthwork Detroit Music Festival this Wednesday from 1 to 9 at the DeQuinder Cut Greenway at Lafayette and St. Aubin. Again, that benefits, proceeds will benefit the Detroit Black Community Food Security Network. This is WCBN-FM Ann Arbor. This is Pandora's Lunchbox, a show about food, looking for all-American songs about all-American subjects and food in the song. I think a slice of pie fits. Enough honey for every bee No birds should be without a nest in a tree Love should be divided equally And I want a slice of the pie, yeah I've been searching for love and it just ain't fair I can't seem to find it anywhere Everyone's entitled to their share And I want a slice of the pie, yeah I want some hugging and some kissing I want the things that I've been missing And whoever started passing love around Sure forgot to put my name down There should be enough honey for every bee But love been playing hide and seek with me Love should be divided equally And I want a slice of the pie, yeah I want some hugging and some kissing I want the things that I've been missing 
One of the great underrated singers that never gets heard of very often, Jewel Aikens, he had one big hit, The Birds and the Bees, and that was A Slice of the Pie. Good stuff, right? Jewel Aikens. It's WCBN, and let's go quickly to this one. We're running out of time, but we need to hear this all-American song right now. I think it speaks for itself. America, America, God shed his grace on thee and crown thy good with brotherhood then tell us where's the beef where's the beef where's the beef where's the beef i said where's the beef we've got to help america get back up on her feet where's the Where's the beef? Well, I lost my job and they took the car and put me on my feet. I just received a call. The bank's closing in on me. Well, I ain't brought no groceries home. Tomorrow makes two weeks. And Mama and the kids are saying, Daddy, where's the beef? Where's the beef? Where's the beef? Where's the beef? Somebody listen to me. We've got to help America get back up on her. Decided that he's found a better way. Oh, boy. They're gonna put us back to work and we'll have food to eat. But everywhere I go, folks are saying, Where's the beef? Where's the beef? Where's the beef? Where's the beef? I said, Where's the beef? We've got to help America get back up on her feet. Where's the beef? I want a T-bone. Where's the beef? Where's the gosh dang beef? We're sick and tired of all the bulls. Just tell us where's the bee We're singing our cattle call Hey, gosh dang it Oh, we got it I think I see the bee Hey, over here WCBN bringing you richly textured songs all day. That was Where is the Beef by Fred Smothers from 1984, I'm telling you. It's Pandora's Lunchbox. I've been Mike for a pretty long time now. Arulf and Face the Music is coming up next. Do not miss that, I implore you. 
And again, for fairness, let's let's go out with a point of view from the uh, folks uh, of King George and their peeps over there across the water who got this whole ruckus started in 1776. I think that's how it worked uh, history-wise. Here for the British point of view are the Ukulele Orchestra of Great Britain with two pints of lager and a packet of crisps, please. It's WCBN FM Ann Arbor. Get up and dance, would you? One, two, one, two, three. Two pints of lager and a packet of crisps, please. I'll have two pints of lager and a packet of crisps, please. Two pints of lager and a packet of crisps, please. Oi, two pints of lager and a packet of crisps, please. Two pints of lager and a packet of crisps, please. Two pints of lager and a packet of crisps, please. I'll have two pints of lager and a packet of crisps, please. Two pickled onions, a little bit of cheese, please. Mike, you really messed me up. It's wonderful. Um, great fun driving through Ann Arbor on a day like this, listening to Mike and WCBN-FM Ann Arbor. My name's Arwolf. It's time to face the music. And this evening, since this is an ultra-nationalist holiday with lots of people setting off incendiary bombs in imitation of uh, terror, I guess, I thought it'd be nice to give you a... Um, Multicultural therapy mix. 
And this will extend through some rather arcane material. In fact, some of this is going back to 1910, 1911, all the way up to the closing segment of the program. We'll get into some politically outspoken calypso and some special messages from Big Bill Brunsey, John Lee Hooker, Roland Kirk, and David Murray. But first, let's do this. It's time to face the music together. Thank you. 